As I got another rhyme, another rhythm for y'all to listen. I'm never quitting on my mission. I'ma roll with what I'm giving. Got some ambition, this new edition, filling positions. Looking at the void in myself and feeling what's missing. Better watch the way you're going. Better go in the right direction. In the moment, you stressing, but you're going to be counting blessings. And I know that for certain. Keep on working, open curtains. Haters swerving because they ain't ready for your final version. Whoa. I'm never going to give up, give up. Fall down, I just got to get up, get up. You're listening to the Tom Ficklin Show on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. Well, 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 uh, good morning, everybody. We are just so happy and grateful, actually, to be with you once again. My name is Bernard Macklin. I am the vaccine uh, coordinator for care um, here at Southern Connecticut State University. Um, I'm so grateful to our host, which is Tom Ficklin, for allowing us once again to come on his show and just air some of the most serious facts and issues that are happening right in our society, right in front of us, that we miss all the time, although we don't take it seriously. So today, thank you for allowing us at 103.5 FM, WNHH, just once again for the Tom Flickling Show. Glad to be here. Um, Today, I just want to bring on a few guests that I have, and we're just going to talk about a few things related to the keys of vaccination in our society. Uh, we, a lot of times people don't take vaccinations as seriously as we should. Um, we take it kind of as a gimmick or something that is against us, not something that is for us. And me being an African-American male, I always keep myself vaccinated because I have other medical issues that I'm concerned with where these particular viruses that we have in our community are, are dreadful to me. Uh, based on the things that I deal with in my own life. Uh, And so I'm one of the people that's come on this show all the time, just keeping it real when it comes to how these things affect us. One thing we're going to cover a lot today, uh, I have some special guests. I have Jackson Higglebottom. Jackson is our communications coordinator here at CARE. He's also a, 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 a public health practitioner, uh, very educated uh, when it comes to giving you the key facts related to the very things we deal with every day. And then I also have Sarah Killings. I'm gonna tell you, Sarah's from the Cornell Scott Hill Health Center. She is the director of school-based services and community vaccinations. Um, So when you see that Cornell Scott van out there with those beautiful people, she is the one supervising them. Uh, Coming on the line right now is she sneaking in because she helped me out so I can be on time today. Is Tani Cookson Mohammed. Uh, Tani is uh, just like myself. She is a uh, coordinator here with CARE, um, and she's handling most of the uh, COVID work that we have here and direct access and connection through collaborations with the Cornell Scott Hill Health Center, as well as myself. We are here to just set the facts straight, people. A lot of times people don't believe when they hear from the CDC or they hear from the government. They think it's a gimmick. No, we just regular people just like you with jobs, but our jobs are important because our jobs is here to take care of you. And a lot of times people run away from this thing because they don't know who to trust. We are trusted messengers uh, on this call. And this is why we're on today, just to have a conversation with the people that follows Tom's show, just to let you know, it's important to get your kids. I, I had to pause right there. It is important to get your children vaccinated. And not only that, it's so many other 
vaccinations that are just as important as COVID, as flu. Uh, now we have a little bit of monkeypox for those that it has affected, but I think they're pretty much getting that under control, but still don't take your eye off of it. We have the pneumonia vaccine that we're going to talk about today. You got Mars when you're taking your kids and registering them for school. Why are those vac vaccines so important to get your kids vaccinated? It's all called protection. Your kids' bodies are growing, but they're not fully developed. And when you don't have a fully developed body, you're opening yourself up to get sick. Uh, and we're going to talk about how right now, how the flu is actually affecting the respiratory systems of our kids. Our hospitals are full right now uh, with babies because parents are afraid to get their kids vaccinated. You should be more concerned about not getting them vaccinated. You need to get them vaccinated. So we're going to talk about all of those things. And I have the right people today. I have the right people today to help us have that conversation. What's up, everybody? You know what I'm saying? Let's go and give a clap to our guests. Uh, I'm just going to let them come in and introduce themselves. I just told you their names, but kind of give you more in-depth information about themselves and what they do here in the community. I do have a guest, so I'm going to start with Sarah first and let Sarah come in and introduce herself to you. And we'll just take it. Then we go down to Jackson and then to Nate. Great. Thank you so much, Bernard. Um, my name is Sarah Keeling, and I am um, a pediatric nurse practitioner. I am the director of the school-based health centers for Cornell Scott and also our community health and outreach department. Um, I've been working really hard over the last two years with our van to try to get out into the community and to be in participate in kinds of events like this, just so that we're um, getting the word out and, and trying to engage with our community. So I'm really excited to be here. Yes, I'm so happy to have Sarah. Y'all don't know, y'all got a giant in your hands when it comes to Sarah. A lot of times you hear about some of the uh, 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 senior leaders, but you never really get a chance to speak to the people that are actually sometime doing the work on the grounds. And Sarah is one that's doing the work in this community for you on the grounds. I want to introduce my good friend once again, Jackson Higginbottom. Why don't you just come in, Jackson, tell them a little about yourself. Thanks, Bernard. Hi, everyone. Uh, as Bernard mentioned, I'm Jackson Higginbottom, and um, I've been working at the Community Alliance for Research and Engagement, also known as CARE, um, which is co-housed at Southern and Yale School of Public Health. Um, and I've been working at CARE for the last four years doing community-engaged work. Um, in the last two years, really focused on vaccine communications um, and some program evaluation work um, you know, throughout the city. Um, a lot of our work is really to support our community partners and um, you know work together on calls um, with the New Haven Health Department um, and our vaccinators um, like Cornell Scott and um, Fairhaven and um, the community health care van. And so um, you know really the idea is that we are here to try to get information to people that need it so they can make informed decisions about um, you know, their health. So thanks for having me today. You know what? I'm going to tell you all. I just want you to know, don't get caught up on this young brother right here. Uh, a lot of the work that we do here at CARE has come out of the hands of this young man. Um, I tell you, I wouldn't be able to do my job without him. I'm going to try to tell you the mind that, that, that our Lord gave to him is tremendous. Uh, so I'm so happy to have him on the call. And no, 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 but last but not least, my partner, my, my partner in crime, 
uh, that helps me to get the work done here. We brought her in just this year and uh, she's been with me for over a year working through Cornell Scott and then coming over here with me here at CARE. Uh, Y'all, I'm telling you, you got to have a partner. You got to have somebody working with you in order to get it done. You cannot do it by yourself. And this is why we're here to help you with good people to ensure you get the help that you need. Uh, I just want to bring in Tani Cookson Mohammed, um, and I'll let her just go ahead and introduce the rest to you about himself, about herself. Good morning. Um, yeah, as, as Bernard said, I have I'm an outreach coordinator here at CARE. I've been here since May of this year, and um, I did come over from Cornell Scott, um, leading their outreach team. And and you know, Sarah's not kidding. They work very hard, and we're so grateful to have them as a partner. And we're all out here working hard, trying to get the word out to the community to keep everyone safe and healthy. And that is the key, keeping everyone safe and healthy. I am excited today. Y'all just don't realize how excited I am um, because Tom has given us another opportunity to support you. And when I say support you, anytime that someone is offering services to make your life a lot easier on the medical side, I'm gonna try to help you to do that by talking with you today about the importance to the keys to vaccinations in today's society. And I'm just gonna jump right into this thing with Jackson because I know Jackson's itching to get on the mic. Uh, Jackson, I, I want you to jump right in and begin to talk about the vaccination rates here in New Haven and how it causes disparities um, that people probably are aware of and maybe some of them that they don't think about all that much. So when you think about back the vaccination rates as it comes to COVID uh, and it relates to the flu, Kind of what information do you think is important to give to the community? Yeah, um, I think there are you know two things to think about. One is just vaccination rates um, for first-time vaccinations um, for COVID-19. Um, so thinking of people who have not had the vaccine at all yet, um, you know, we are seeing disparities um, where. Um, you know, white communities are being more highly vaccinated than other communities, specifically Black and African American communities. Um, here in New Haven, um, if we are looking at the first dose um, by race and ethnicity, um, we see that white communities have a um, first dose vaccination um, of 68%. Um, and Black and African American communities in New Haven um, have a first dose vaccination of 61%. Um, and this data was from October 7th, so this is a couple weeks behind, but um, we haven't seen a large change in those percentages. Um, but um, when the other component that we really need to look at is booster doses. So um, with the updated boosters, um, we um, you know, it's really important to get them because they protect against Omicron, um, the specific variants that are circulating right now, when, which is BA4 and BA5. Um, and so it's really important to not only focus on that first vaccine, but also making sure that um, residents are getting, are also getting the updated booster. Um, even if you've had a previous booster before, you can get the new updated booster within um, after two months after that last booster. 
So when I'm thinking about this booster, and a lot of and a lot of people are having issues wondering how effective it is, and and why should they get it, and why should and we're going to get to the children. That's why I got Sarah here. Uh, I'm gonna deal with the adults just for a quick second. And when you say disparities um, in our communities, especially in the, the black community, where we are not as acceptable um, to getting vaccinated due to miss information and disinformation when you when i say those things to you jackson what am i saying um you know so there are a lot of reasons why people get vaccinated and a lot of reasons why people don't get vaccinated and some of those reasons um are due to not having um you know that connection with a healthcare provider or having access to um you know trusted health information um and, you know, other reasons could be like just barriers, not having, um, you know, easy transportation to get the vaccine or being able to take off time from work um, to, you know, get the vaccine. Or, you know, if you do have um, any side effects after, you know, the short, mild side effects, um, you know, sometimes people don't have that time. And so um, one thing that we are working all of us on the call are working to do is to try to reduce those barriers and get information out to the people um, so they can protect their health. So, uh, Tani, you know, with Jackson saying that, kind of what are we doing outreach-wise to, to get this information out there? Where can people see our teams um, when they're out in the community and, and, and recognize where they can get this information so they're well-informed? Yeah, so we're doing a number of things. Um, we're literally out there on the streets. Um, we have flyers doing um, walks, uh, community walks out in the neighborhood, just talking to people that we encounter um, on the sidewalks, you know, outgoing about their daily their daily business, um, out there with flyers, talking to people, um, knocking on doors, leaving behind flyers with information. Um, and we're at a lot of community events, like we'll be, Carol will ha uh, have a table at the Q House this, this week, um, this Saturday, you know, providing information where Cornell Scott will be uh, also. And um, we will also be next weekend, um, we'll be again tabling at an event, um, community event at the um, at the Connecticut Black Expo here uh, in New Haven at, at Hill House. So we are, we are out there. We are at the community events. We are on the streets just talking to everyone um, and trying to get the information out there to as many people as possible, answering questions. You know what? The big thing is, people, I want y'all to understand. These people are going to be approaching you. Um, don't be afraid. Please listen to what they're telling you. Take the information, just don't put it in your pocket or take a bag or take it home and put it on the table. I want you to read this information and to really understand what we're gonna be talking about today. Um, our job is to remove disparities, to remove those things that are keeping you handcuffed and in bondage as it relates to medical equity, as it relates to vaccine equity, You know, to ensure that you have the right to receive proper medical care when it's offered to you. And we are offering these services to you for your protection. So people are out there from Cornell Scott, people are out there from Fairhaven Health Medical Center, people are out there here from CARE, people are out here from the New Haven Health Department, 
uh, which is also a co-partner of ours. People are here from the Community Action Agency uh, providing services to you because times are hard right now. And a lot of times people turn away from their medical side because you're dealing with so many other things within your homes and your communities that you feel are more important. But let me say this. When you look at the area of importance, if you're dead, does the bills matter if you're not here to pay them? Just a thought. Old Arsenio Hall term, hmm, just something to make you think about it. If you're not here, bills don't matter. So you're, you're being making sure your body is healthy and able to do all the other things that you need to do is important. Sarah, Sarah, I was talking with you yesterday and you just excited me. And I just had to make sure you was on this call because we were discussing our babies. Uh, and a lot of us out there have young children. And people wonder, well, I got vaccinated, but I'm not putting that crap into my kids. I've heard it. I'm just repeating what people have said to me. I'm not putting that beep, beep, beep. You know what that means when I put the beeps in there um, uh, in my kids. But I had to bring my good friend, Cheryl Killings, on the call, who's over school-based services. She's in your elementary school. She's in a few middle schools, you know, here in the New Haven, West Haven. Um, we working on the Valley down in Derby um, and Ansonia. Um, so we're in multiple places. The Cornell Scott Hill Health Center has arrived in so many places to make sure those communities uh, receive proper medical services. For those that are not as rich to have commercial-based insurances, uh, where we think we get everything, well, we want to give you everything that everybody else has. But the problem is you have to take advantage of it. Um, so I want to talk to Sarah today. Sarah, we was talking about yesterday about the hospitals being filled with babies and young children um, with, with respiratory issues. I just want you to jump in and kind of help us to understand what's happening out there because people are not being as preventive, uh, preventative as we were when COVID was at its, when we felt when COVID was at its height. Can you just come in and tell us what things are right now? Things sure. that you're doing? So I know I'm, people may have heard on the news a little bit. Um, CCMC, I know, put something out, Yale as well, that our hospitals are full. Our PICUs, our intensive care units are really filling up, especially with pediatrics for um, a, a many different things, not just COVID or not just flu. Um, RSV is really tough this winter. We've had three pretty mild winters these, these last few years, but a lot of that had to do with the intense precautions that we all had taken. We were all wearing masks. We were doing a lot of social distancing. There wasn't a lot of group com community type events, things like that. Um, so this winter, we really are expecting to see quite a bit of an increase in all general resp respiratory infections, especially in the pediatrics and in kids who haven't really had the immunity or the access to immunity over the last couple of years of that natural immunity by just getting a cold here and there. We had a lot less of that over the last couple of years because of all of the precautions we had in place for COVID. And those were all great things that helped prevent COVID. Although we're now seeing some of the long-term side effects of that is that now that the masks are off, there's been a really large increase in RSV, um, which is what's been filling up the hospital these days. Um, I know 
Hartford and both Yale, I believe, have called the National Guard to make sure that they're ready in, in case they need to have more beds available. There's plans for you know, outdoor tents in both locations if needed. Um, the problem's gonna be staffing. Unfortunately, it's been a long couple years and the medical community and nursing in general has been pretty depleted and it's been a, a long stretch these last few years. So to see another surge this winter is gonna be pretty difficult for a lot of us to handle um, on the hospital level and on the staffing level. So really the best thing that we can do to protect ourselves right now is to get these vaccinations to our kids. The COVID-19 vaccine and the flu vaccine are gonna be essential this winter and this fall to really help us keep those kids out of the hospital because there are no beds. If beds are gonna be filled up with RSV and other things that we don't necessarily have vaccines for, unfortunately, that really leaves us little room if some of these kids do get significantly ill with COVID and we know that is possible. Um, I know there's lots of rumors out there that COVID doesn't affect kids or it's not as bad for kids. True, uh, for the majority of kids, it's not that bad, but there are definitely kids that are gonna be higher risk and there are kids that are going to get sick and pretty significantly sick. Um, we don't know, or we hope that we have enough hospital beds for them when they get that sick, but this was what we were talking about way back at the beginning of the pandemic, that access to these medical beds is a huge barrier if we're full um, and we don't want anybody to become ill and and have serious complications just because they can't access medical care um, so honestly that that's my biggest push right now is please please get your your kids vaccinated it's safe um, it, there is a new bivalent booster that just came out this last week, which also includes the new the, the newer variants um, that have been circulating this last past winter. So that's why it's really important to get this booster. If you did get the first original shots, you are protected against the first original strain of COVID. But as you've seen in the news, there are many variants since then. The new booster that just came out helps introduce those variants into the, the vaccine as well. So it, it really does provide a wider and better range of protection. Um, and that's why it's really important to get that booster dose. Um, and now is it, as soon as you can get it um, before we see this fall really in winter really start to spike. Um, there's lots of news that the, the flu overseas has been very difficult um, and we usually follow suit. Um, typically, if it's a pretty bad flu season for, you know, Australia and, Ch and China, because they're a little bit ahead of us, um, we typically tend to have the same kind of season. Um, and so far, their season's been very difficult. So um, we are looking at a winter that could be pretty catastrophic if we don't do this right. And the thing is, is that I like the words you use if we don't do this right. And a lot of times people, I'm just going to be very, very honest with you. Uh, we're trying to do it right, but we can't do it right without you. We can't do it right without parents really understanding the significance of child development and, and that your baby's systems are not as strong as yours. So they're more susceptible to, to, to get the flu. They're more to go to get COVID and it'd be more, it'd be a lot more serious in them because their systems are not as strong. That's why 
you should get your kids vaccinated. From my understanding, uh, when it comes to vaccinations for children, uh, Jackson, um, I'll bring this into this question to you, being the practitioner here on the call. When this, um, when we talk about vaccines, for safer vaccines, what is the recommended age group that we're looking at for children? So for um, just the first dose of the COVID vaccines, children as much as young as six months of age um, are recommended to get the vaccine. Um, the booster guidelines um, were just expanded um, after you know thorough review of data from the FDA and CDC, um, allowing and now the new recommendation is children five and older are eligible for the new booster. Um, and you know, I highly recommend you know children getting these vaccines because you know it's we're going into flu season. Um, you know, going around family for the holidays, everyone's going indoors as the weather's getting colder. Um, you know, there's just more and more opportunities for these respiratory illnesses to spread, um, like the flu, like COVID, um, like RSV. There's just a lot um, out there. And so we really need um, to protect ourselves as much as possible and protect, you know, our kids um, and our families. And you know, you know, the funny thing about it is I look at it like this too. You know, <clears throat> you're sending your babies to school, right? You send them there to get educated. You send them there, you know, to so they're so they are able to learn and and begin to develop um and how to become um good citizens at a certain age when they get to the age of uh, uh that they have to take care of themselves. But before they get to that age, they have to depend upon their parents. And they have to depend upon you to ensure that they're able to go to school, learn, and not go to school and get sick, which prevents them from going to the for a very reason for them to go to school, which causes a disparity. If your kids are not in class, they're not learning. So we're trying to prevent those things from happening. You sending your kids to school um, into an environment of learning um, but they go to school and they're not following the preventive measures that we're recommending and they get sick. And then they're out of school. That causes problems with you because now you got to stay home from work. I don't know about you, but I can't, I can't afford to miss days of work. I got things that I need to take care of. And some people's situations are a lot more strenuous than mine. And I'm already mad about what I got to deal with. So I know your situation has to be worse. So we're trying to prevent all those things from happening by making sure that you get your kids vaccinated properly to build up their antibodies in their bodies, to build up their immune systems to be stronger. So we're sending this message out to you that if you got kids six months, from what I'm just hearing from Jackson, you got kids six months, earlier than six months, get your kids vaccinated. Go to the Cornell Scott Hill Health Center. They have clinics all over Grand Rapids, on Columbus, on Dixwell, on State Street and West Rock. Uh, if I'm not uh, uh, missing that one, I think they have one in West Rock. They have them down in the Valley uh, in Ansonia. So they have clinics. They have them in West Haven. They got a brand new clinic in West Haven. Um, I'll get you an address to that clinic in West Haven that just opened up the earlier this year. Um, that's there for you to go and get and get, get your checkups. As well, if you uh, don't find us in the community, you can go to, to one of their clinics there. You can go to the downtown, to the New Haven Health Department, to their clinic down, downtown. That, that's your preference. To Yale Hospital, that's your preference. 
you know, if you live in the, uh, the, the, the Fairhaven area, you can go to the Fairhaven clinics in Fairhaven, or you can just find us uh, when we're out in the community with Cornell Scott and the community healthcare teams when we're out there uh, providing uh, free clinics to you. For those that do have state insurance, um, you're still able to come out as well uh, and just bring your state insurance card and, you know, we can get you vaccinated. If not, we're going to treat you because the thing is, is that it's about the treatment. You know what I mean? It's about getting you treated. Not going to say that that everything that we have uh, to offer that we're going to talk about today and further uh, and further is is everything is not free. Just, let me say that off the bat. Everything is not free. But if you have insurance, it's going to take care of that for you. That's what Cornell Scott is here for. Um, they are FQHC. That's what FQHCs do. They take care of the communities that are less fortunate and don't have as much. But they're still going to give you all the services that everybody else receives. So that's the nature of the being vaccinated. Let me jump into this, Sarah. I was talking to you yesterday about pneumonia. And I didn't want to leave this out. I didn't want to leave this out because I was talking to a provider uh, and he told me that a lot of the death that was from COVID, a lot of it also had to do with the pneumonia vaccine. And pneumonia and COVID together is a death sentence. And Absolutely. pneumonia is just as live, from my understanding, is just as live right now as any other virus that's in our community. Can you just elaborate that on that a little bit? It is. So the vaccine doesn't necessarily, there is a pneumonia vaccine, or the pneumococcal vaccine, that does help prevent pneumonias. Not necessarily the one that's caused by COVID, but again, the same kind of situation will occur where if we have a large amount of patients that are hospitalized for pneumonia in the hospital, then there's no more room for the people that need to come in if they're hospitalized for COVID. So it's one more thing that can help protect you and keep you out of the hospital. Um, the big goal is to keep you out of the hospital. And there are, this is a, a vaccine that's been around for much longer and a proven vaccine. I, believe again on pediatrics but I believe it's 50 and up um is the age for that one but again these routine vaccines are extremely important especially going into a winter like we are expecting um to stay as healthy as you can the vaccine's available it's really well tolerated well known um and definitely something that I would highly recommend for anybody of the right age that's that's concerned at all about going into this winter. Wow, it's funny that you say that. I, I and, and I almost forgot. Thank you for bringing that up. I'm never going to forget our seniors. Yes. Please spank me on the hand, I spank myself. Um, I'm never going to forget my grandmother, my mom, my, which I've passed on now, but my mom, your mothers that are of age, that are getting older. They just like the children. They're, instead of the children developing, they're transitioning now, and their systems is not as strong anymore. So when you're out in the community not being preventative, you're not caring about your mother. You're not caring about your fathers or your grandfathers or, or your aunties or mama, whatever you got, whatever name you have for them, mama, mama, whatever name you didn't gave them. You know what I'm saying? You got to begin to think about them too. That system is not as strong as yours. So if you're not thinking about you, please think about them. Uh, our seniors, 
you know, everything affects them. If you notice, if you watch your grandparents, most of them are at least on 10 different medications right now for everything because their systems are no longer, their antibodies are not functioning like they used to. You know, their, their, their immune system is weakening. So they have to take so many different medications to, to basically live. So one spark of pneumonia can be, can be it. My grandmother passed from, from pneumonia, complications of pneumonia. Um, so it's real. So when we talk about the keys to, to vaccinations, we are talking about vaccinations, period. COVID is not off the table. The flu has been, the flu vaccine has been around over 50 years. It's not off the table. The pneumonia vaccine is not off the table. When you talk about getting your kids vaccinated and ready for school, Mars, making sure they're getting their, 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 their regular vaccinations to send your kids to school, it's not off the table. All of these things are on the table. And the colder it gets, the more we neglect it and look past it, the more serious it's going to get. And what we're trying to prevent is unnecessary disparities up to death on your doorsteps. And believe me, people, it still can come. The, the sad thing right now is we controlled the flu the last two years because you were so concerned about COVID. That's what most people are missing. You were concerned about COVID. So you were wearing your mask and you were telling your relatives, you can't hug me right now because I don't know what you're coming in my house with. You know, you're saying all the great things, but guess what? That stuff is going out the door. You're no longer saying that. You're letting everybody in your house. Come on over tonight. Let's have a party, play some spades, play some tonk or something. You know, you're saying all of those things. Now, come over, let's get lit. Y'all, come on. Some of y'all doing it. Hey, you know, you're saying all of those things now, but guess what? You're bringing some things in with you. And the colder it gets, it might just show up to your doorstep. And your, your elderly and your children are going to be right in the middle of that misunderstanding. So stop thinking that it's against you. I'm still here, and I'm fully vaccinated. I've gotten my boosters on time. I just got my flu shot, so I'm right on point where I need to be. And I've been getting my flu shot every year. And evidently, it can't be that bad because I'm here talking to you. So this is real talk, people. This is a real conversation. And 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 Sarah, during your time doing this over this flu season, what are the things that have you seen in your departments all over Cornell Scott when it comes to just a lack of uh, of concern for for these particular things we're dealing with? I'm not sure it's necessarily a, a lack of concern or if it's a lack of knowing the the full understanding and Story. understanding. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, like I, I, I've seen a lot of hesitation for vaccines and, and I completely understand that it's a newer vaccine. We are all super protective about what we put into our children. Um, and that those those are normal, regular conversations that should be had with your provider. Um, or a trusted professional, they they are valid reasons to be concerned. Yeah. However, we do have enough science and we do know that these vaccines can help us and will help us get out of this next phase of this now endemic. Um, and honestly, this is going to be more 
like an annual thing that we we think about every fall and winter. What vaccines do we need to get us through the winter? Um, because COVID-19 isn't going away. Flu isn't going away. Um, you know, if we're lucky, maybe someday there'll be something for RSV. Maybe, you know, these things are all in, in the works because these are the things that get us hospitalized and, and put us in, in the hospital where bad things can happen. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy um, to navigate what's important. So I would always recommend if you have concerns, reach out to someone, a trusted medical professional. There's a lot of um, rumors and a lot of information out there or misinformation out there that, you know, these vaccines can do all sorts of bad things. But, you know, we've been giving millions of doses now for almost two years. And we, we really have found some solid research that, that proves that these do help. Um, they're not perfect. Nothing is. No vaccines are. Um, but all of these vaccines that you give to your children for their to, to get into school and MMR, varicella, DTaP, all of those things, they're all important. And a lot of those have also kind of fallen off in the last couple of years because people haven't made it to their their primary care appointments because especially if you were well, nobody was going to the doctor's office. <laughs> Nobody wanted to be bothered to go in to possibly get sick. So a lot of those wellness visits have actually kind of fallen off the last couple of years. And so all of those vaccines are extremely important to make sure that your kids are up to date. Um, we've had recent, um, was it measles in New York? Um, polio recently in another area. I mean, these are all preventable illnesses when vaccinated. So it's just really important to, to have those conversations with your healthcare provider and to make sure that you're up to date on everything that you need to keep you healthy. And, and just to understand people, let me help you understand. I'm gonna go a little bit further with that. I'm glad she said that. I'm gonna look further with that. And, and I'm gonna see if I can get some support from the team. Every 10 years, your body is transitioning. How many of you look when you were 20? And you're 40 now. You still look the same. You still got them that that physique that you used to love. Come on now, let's just keep it real. You're transitioning. So yes. that means your body is transitioning as well. When you didn't need help, it's gonna come a time in your life when you're transitioning every 10 years that you are going to need some form of assistance. And the earlier you start taking care of those things. It's going to slow down. If I'm wrong, y'all correct me. Stop me from talking. It's going to slow down your body from transitioning too quickly. Meaning if, you, if you're getting vaccinated, if you're going to your doctor, as she just talked about, and you're being up to date on all the things that's important to keep you healthy, when you get older, your immune system is going to be stronger and it's going to keep you healthier a lot longer to prevent you from having to taking so many medications just so you can stay alive. If I'm wrong, y'all correct me, please. So that's why what she's saying, I hope you're catching it, is so important. Jackson, I do have a question for you. Maybe you can help me out. Um, could I, could I, when I go get vaccinated, could I get more than one vaccination at, at once? Sarah, Jack, could I get more than one vaccination at once? Could I get the booster and the flu shot at the same time? 
Yeah, um, it's, you know, recommend do that. That way you don't forget to go back and get the flu vaccine or go back and get the booster. Um, you definitely can get it and it's safe to do so. Um, with, I do want to caution though with the monkeypox vaccine that right now it's not recommended that you get the um, COVID booster immediately at the same time as your monkeypox vaccine that um, it's recommended that you wait about a month to do so. See how That's the only one that, that there's any really contraindication questions, to. Questions okay. about. Yeah. So I can just go in and, 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 and get them. I was glad you brought that point up. Um, you know, so 30 days. So if, if you got, so if you just end up with the, you get the monkeypox vaccine for what you just said, um, that you want to wait at least 30 days before you get any other vaccine. Um, but that's the only one that you can't get at the same time. So you can get the shingles vaccine, you can get the pneumonia vaccine, you can get, you know, COVID and the flu uh, at the same time, and you shouldn't have major issues, um, unless it's something specifically within your, your medical history that prevents that. Is that correct? No. Okay, cool. cool. I, I, I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious, what, Sarah, what would you say, you know, as we're coming into the Thanksgiving um, season, holidays, you know, and, and, and because we just ran into a new uh, variant with the Omicron variant, um, um, what do you recommend that people do um, differently or do the same if it's within, you know, preventive measures? What do you recommend that they do this holiday season knowing that we're walking into kids or hospitals are full of babies um, with adults still going to the hospital for complications due to COVID and, and the flu. And now we're thinking about pneumonia and of course, monkeypox as uh, 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 Higginbottom just speaked on. Kind of what do you suggest? So I think it's going to be um, a little bit more of a, a step down approach from last winter, but to still remember that if you're not feeling well, stay home. And if you're not feeling well, test. There is a lot more access to the rapid test kits for COVID. Um, absolutely stock up on a couple right now. I know schools have a bunch. Um, any, but anywhere you can get them, get them because the recommendation really is to, to test and to make sure that you're healthy. If you have a little sniffle, yes, I mean, we've got allergies, we've got other things that it may not be COVID, but it has changed so much that even just a sore throat and a sniffle could be COVID. And we don't want to pass that on to like what you're saying, the elderly or our youngest populations, because those are the ones that are still really susceptible and still really vulnerable. So try to remember if you're going to a family gathering, especially if there's going to be a lot of older people, maybe it is a time to bring out that mask again. If you're not feeling great, if you don't want to not go, masks are still helpful. Um, they don't need to be done in such a massive mandate way anymore, um, but they can still help us protect us and, and in these smaller situations really help continue to try to go on with our ways of life and as much normalcy as possible. But we have learned a few things that, that do work. Um, lots of wash, hand washing, um, making sure that you're up to date on your vaccines, um, using a mask when you need to, staying home when you need to. And I think that's a hard one for people, especially when they work. 
and everybody feels the pressure in school to get kids to school, but we really need to make sure that we're prioritizing our health. And when you're not feeling well, stay home. Um, that's a really hard message to get across. It is. We all want to work through it. Um, but so making sure that you're testing, if you're really going to be pushing through and going to work, even when you're not feeling great, please at least make sure that you're doing that COVID test and make sure that you're, you're not exposing people. And if symptoms are continuing, go see your doctor because there's flu tests, there's COVID tests, there's strep, there's other things out there. So if you have something that's going on for more than a couple of days, go get it treated, go get it checked so that you're not spreading it around to everybody else. You know what? That's funny that you say that. It makes me think about uh, how connected most of you are to the media and how uh, close you are to to, to uh, a tech scene and things like that. Um, it makes me think about the interpersonal levels. Uh, I got this from Jackson right here. I'm using Jackson. Jackson gave me some key points. I'm using all of them today. It made me think about the interpersonal levels of people like you all listening, becoming a Sarah Killings, becoming a Higabottom or a Cook, a Cookson Muhammad, or becoming a Macklin. It's called being a trusted messenger. Um, you know, so when you hear stuff like this and you get into conversations in the barbershops and the beauty salons and you get in conversations, tell them about the things you heard from us. Pass the right message. That's how disinformation, disinformation and, and, and improper information gets out to the community because you're saying the wrong things. This is the conversation you should have. Hey, hey you know what? I, I feel what Bernard was saying. I, I can feel that. And because I've seen things happen in my own family where they got sick and and then pass it on to me and then I miss work. I can't afford to miss income. Can you? I can't afford hospital bills when I can't afford to pay for them. I can't afford a lot of things, the gas prices that we're dealing with. So if I got to deal with gas prices, then don't let me deal with my health. Let me take care of that so I don't cause unnecessary billing. So I need for you all to become trusted messengers, passing the message that you hear from us today. This is just one piece of it, but you all can feel the rest of it by becoming trusted messengers. Jackson, when I think about a trusted messenger, what would you say in your own estimate and, and kind of what you do in your work, what would you say a trusted messenger is? Yeah, you know, there's two ways to see it. One, you know, it's who anyone in the community sees as someone as a trusted source of information. Um, you know, whether it's your pastor or, um, you know, your community management team or your alder, um, you know, they are all trusted messengers. Um, but the kind of point that Bernard was getting at is making sure that they are also trusted messengers of health information. Um, you know, do they know the sources? Do you know the sources of trusted health information that is accurate and is um, not um, you know, spreading rumors? Um, do you have someone that you can go to that you can ask questions um, and they can give you legitimate answers? Um, and it you know wasn't something that they read on off of Facebook or something that they saw on social media. Um, making sure that, you know, whatever it is that they are sharing is verified information, um, because 
many people are making decisions off of information that they have that may not be that accurate. Um, and while many people, you know, may say like, oh, well, I don't believe what I read on Facebook. Well, maybe someone that you got information from did believe what they read on Facebook. And you, you might've been talking to them, you know, at breakfast or at lunch, um, and you don't know where their sources of information are. So it's making sure that, um, you know, you yourself are able to identify that information, um, find out those sources um, and know how to access that information. That way, um, you know, you can verify some of this. And the important thing is, you know, everything that Jackson just said, you all, I do apologize. This time went so freaking fast. I just looked down at my clock and like, wow, we are one minute out for coming off the call. And I'm sorry we didn't get to everything today. But people, I want my friends, uh, my cohorts, my, my co-workers, the, my, my partners in the field to leave you with this message. Sarah, what would you leave to this community as it relates to what we talked about today that you feel is most important? Please get vaccinated. We that really, is, really. As simple as that. As simple as that every appropriate vaccination, not just COVID-19, but flu and whatever your child vaccines are due and whatever adult vaccines are due, these really are made to help us. They are absolutely essential in getting us through this winter. The keys to vaccination in today's society, and she left you with those words, get vaccinated. To me, Bernard, Sarah, and Jackson, came to you today to tell you, get vaccinated and stop letting foolishness lead you. Look on the CDC website, go to the Cornell Scott website, go to the CARES website, get this information, go to the CARE website to learn about the rumors that are out there. Go ahead, Jackson. Yeah, um, and CARE has a vaccine equity fellowship program um, where um, New Haven residents can be, become trained as trusted messengers of health information. And you can find more information on CARE's website, which is carenhv.org, um, or by going to this application directly at bit.ly, um, bit.ly slash VEF 2022. Get vaccinated. And with that, people, my famous words to you. As I got another rhyme, another rhythm for y'all to listen. I'm never quitting on my mission. I'ma roll with what I'm giving. Got some ambition, this new addition, filling positions. Looking at the void in myself and feeling what's missing. Better watch the way you're going. Better go in the right direction. In the moment, you stressing, but you're going to be counting blessings. And I know that for certain. Keep on working, open curtains. Hate is swerving, because they ain't ready for your final version. I'm never going to give up, give up. Fall down, I just got to get up, get up, yeah. 103.5 FM, Thank you, Tom. to my brother. Stay out there. Tom, Jim, uh, and Alder. Alder, you're Alder.